In this presentation, we'll take a look at adjustments to qualified education expenses with relation to the American Opportunity Tax Credit. This information can be found in Publication 970. Adjustments to Qualified Education Expenses For each student, reduce the qualified education expenses paid by or on behalf of that student under the following rules. The result is the amount of adjusted qualified education expenses for each student. So we'd have to make these adjustments. Back to the text. Tax-free educational assistance. For tax-free educational assistance received in 2018, reduce the qualified education expenses for each academic period by the amount of tax-free educational census assistance allocable to that academic period. So if we had tax-free educational assistance, we would have to make the adjustments for them because, of course, they were tax-free. And we may think about that as kind of like a refund. If we uh, paid for something and then we've got some assistance, in other words, some funding that we don't have to include in income that we use to pay for education, then we could think about us writing the check. We could have wrote the check for the education, but we got refunded or we got money for that from a tax-free educational assistance program. We didn't really pay for it then because although you know money went for schooling, it wasn't our money and the money that we got for the schooling isn't included in the taxable income and therefore we shouldn't get the deduction for it. It's basically the essence of that item. Back to the text. Some tax-free educational assistance received after 2018 may be treated as a refund of qualified education expenses paid in 2018. So you'll know you might have this situation that you paid it in 2018 and then you didn't get the money that would be like the refund for it until 2019. So it might be the case, well, the IRS, you would think then, that if you made the payment in 2018 and you and then you expect to get refunded for it which you do in 2019 you would think then that you would still not really be able to get the credit because the money that you paid isn't really out, out of your account it came from money that's being given in some benefit program and the benefit program isn't income to us if it's not income to us then typically you would think that the related payment of it shouldn't be qualified for an expense or a deduction. Back to the text. This tax-free educational assistance is any tax-free educational assistance received by you or anyone else after 2018 for qualified edu educational expenses paid on or before on behalf of a student in 2018 or attributable to enrollment at an eligible educational institution during 2018. If the tax-free educational assistance is received after 2018 but before you file your 2018 income tax return, see refunds received after 2018 but before your income tax return is filed later. If this tax-free educational assistance is received after 2018 and after you file your 2018 income tax return, see refunds received after 2018 and after your income tax return is filed. So you could see there could be some differences in terms of the confusion here. If we got, if we're expecting the payment in 2019, then the question is, well, what if I haven't yet? What if I filed my tax return before I got the payment? Or what if I filed my tax return after I got the payment? Do I have to have differences in treatment? Because I may not have fully known what the payment would be before or after. So there could be different treatments in those scenarios. Back to the text. Tax-free educational assistance includes 
the tax-free parts of scholarships and fellowship grants. So if you get scholarship and fellowship grants, then normally, again, the benefit of those is that they're going to typically be tax-free. What does that mean? Not included in income normally. If they're not included in income and we used it to pay then for an expense, then you can't typically use the expense that we paid for as a deduction because we kind of already got a deduction or a credit in this case because we already got the benefit of it not being taxable in the first place. So typically, then uh, you don't get to use it as a uh, something that would go towards a credit or an expense if the money was tax-free in the first place. We didn't have to include it in taxable income. Next item, tax-free part of Pell Grants. So same kind of concept. If we got some kind of Pell Grant, then the part that's going to be tax-free, if we used it for education, then typically we can't use it then to calculate a tax credit. Employer-provided educational assistance. So if it's employer-provided educational assistance, and typically what ha the reason you get employer-provided educational assistance, why it's a good deal oftentimes, is because it, it, it's a benefit that may not be reported as income. So you get some form of compensation, education, that's not included in wages and therefore don't have to pay taxes on it. But of course, once again, if it's not included in wages and you don't pay taxes on it, then you can't, you can't say that it's going to be an expense that you get to use to take a credit for it because we already got the benefit of it by not including it in income. Veterans educational assistance, same kind of scenario. Any other non-taxable tax-free payments other than gifts or inheritance received as educational assistance. So note that if it's something like a gift or an inheritance, then that isn't specific to education. So if I got a gift, it's not like we got a gift as some type of condition for education per se. So typically, if someone gifted us the money, say our parents or something like that, just gave us the money with no restrictions to it or anything like that, or we inherited money, then that uh, isn't the same thing as income. Usually a gift is kind of different typically than most other types of things that we would receive, which the IRS would typically consider income. So a gift or inheritance, typically, if we got that money and then used it for education, then it would be usually an expense for us and something that we can then possibly use towards this credit calculation. Back to the text. Generally, any scholarship or fellowship grant is treated as tax-free. However, a scholarship or fellowship grant isn't treated as tax-free to the extent the student includes it in gross income. The student may or may not be required to file a tax return for the year the scholarship or fellowship grant is received, and either of the following is true. The scholarship or fellowship grant or any part of it must be applied by its terms to expenses such as room and board, other than qualified educational expenses as defined in qualified education expenses. The scholarship or fellowship grant or any part of it may be applied by its terms to expenses such as room and board other than qualified education expenses as defined in qualified education expenses in chapter one. A student can't choose to include in income a scholarship or fellowship grant provided by an Indian tribe government that is excluded, excluded, from income under the Tribal General Welfare Exclusion Act of 2014 or benefits provided by the educational program described in Revenue Procedure uh, 214.35 Section 5.02.2. Tip, you may be able to increase the combined value of an education credit if the student includes some or all of the scholarship or fellowship grant in income in the year it is received. For example, 
see coordination with Pell Grants and other scholarships later. So the idea here is that if we get a scholarship or some type of money that we don't have to include in income typically that we use for education, then it's similar to getting like a deduction because we got to lower our income in essence by not including it in income and therefore lower our taxable income. But you can think of situations where you might say, well, hey, I, it would be more beneficial if I was to be able to record that in income and then take the credit because the credit might be worth more than the, than the reduction in income. So in those cases, and you can think of different scenarios, we'll take a look at a few different examples, but you can think of different scenarios where you would want to include it in income so that you can then qualify possibly for the credit, which would be worth more than a deduction or worth more than not including it in income. So those are types of, of situations that if it were possible, we may want to take the tax-free money that would typically be tax-free and not report it as income at all, and then see if we can report it as income so that we can qualify for a tax credit. We'd want to look into situations like that, possibly. Back to the text. Refunds. A refund of qualified education expenses may reduce uh, adjusted qualified education expenses for the tax year or required require payment recapture of a credit claimed in an earlier year. Some tax-free educational assistance received after 2018 may be treated as a refund. So we can think of this type of situation if we made a payment and then we were going to have a credit for it because we paid for it and then it got refunded to us. Well, then, of course, now we shouldn't have to we shouldn't be recording it as uh, an expense that would possibly qualify for a credit because we got the money back. Now, if that happened in the same tax year in 2018, then we would just reduce the amount that we wouldn't include it as qualified education expenses right we would say we paid for it but it got refunded to us and therefore we wouldn't include it but what would happen if we got refund the refund happened in some other year well now we already took the credit and uh, we got a refund for it so if we took the credit and we didn't know we were going to get a refund in a prior year and then we got a refund in the current year that's a situation where we might have some recapture of a credit claimed in an earlier year because we claimed a credit and we shouldn't have because we would have got a refund for it uh, refunds received in 2018 for each student figure for each student figure the adjusted qualified education expense for 2018 by adding all the qualified education expenses for 2018 and subtracting any refunds of those expenses received from the eligible education institution during 2018. So that's kind of what we would expect, right? We would take the qualified educational expenses and then we're going to subtract out the refunds that we got. Uh, because that's going to be money back from the qualified education expenses in 2018. Back to the text. Refunds received after 2018 but before your income tax return is filed. If anyone receives a refund after 2018 of qualified education expenses paid on behalf of a student in 2018 and the refund is paid before you file an income tax return for 2018, the amount of qualified education expenses for 2018 is reduced by the amount of the refund. So in other words, if we had qualified education expenses in 2018, we got a refund in 2019 that applies to the expenses that we paid in 2018. Well, we already know we, we know about the refund and we know we know we got it before we filed the return. So we should just reduce the 2018 uh, amount by the refund in 2018. That would be the easiest thing to do rather than have to worry about any kind of recapture or anything in the prior year. So back to the text. 
Refunds received after 2018 and after your income tax return is filed. If anyone receives a refund after 2018 of qualified education expenses paid on behalf of a student in 2018 and the refund is paid after you file an income tax return for 2018, you may need to repay some or all of the credit. So that's going to be the most complicated type of situation. So if we we want to kind of avoid that. So if we had a if we made payments in 2018 for qualified education expenses, took the credit related to them in good faith and then got a refund after in 2019 that should have reduced the payments we made in 2018. Well, now we have this kind of timing difference and we may have to uh, figure out, well, how would we then refund part of the credit? Because we shouldn't have paid part of the credit based on the fact that some of those expenses were not actual expenses because we got a refund for them. Back to the text. Credit recapture. If any tax-free educational assistance for the qualified education uh, expenses paid in 2018 or any refund of your qualified education expenses paid in 2018 is received after you file your 2018 income tax return, you must recapture, repay any excess credit. You do this by, re by figuring the amount of your adjusted qualified education expenses for 2018 by reducing the expenses by the amount of the refund or tax-free educational assistance. So they're basically saying, okay, now we got to fix this. We already took the credit in 2018. We got to recalculate it now how it properly should have been, which would be the qualified education expenses we paid in 2018 minus the refund we got in 2019, refigure the credit, and then look at the difference between what the credit should be and what we calculated it to be in the prior year without the refund. Back to the text. You then figure the uh, education credits for 2018 and figure the amount by which your 2018 tax liability would have increased if you claimed the refund credits. Uh, include that amount as an additional tax for the year the refund or tax-free assistance was received.